Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And we are here. Oh, yeah. What? It's been a week. Sure has. Um, I, was, I almost forgot that we didn't talk to the regular audience. The regs. The regs. We've already had this discussion with the Petros. Yeah. Oh, is that what they're called now? Yeah, for now. Oh, okay. Uh, where do we start, honey? Um, I mean, I guess we should just get the news out of the way. Mm. I'm, I'm not pregnant. She is not the father. Neither is Maury. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the... Went in for your beta. Notoriously, your tough draw. Yep. Can't pull in the fans like you used to. The first phlebotomist that tried to get my blood, she couldn't do it. And then she had to call in the big guns, a.k.a. the guy I, I recognize. For, he, like, he's been there for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he nailed it. 
Um, I like, should just request him. I like how we've been there for years and years. I mean, we have. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you went in. You got your beta on Monday. Yeah, and, and then then you then you, then you check the portal. In the yeah, in like the early afternoon, I was like, let me just see what's going on on the patient portal. Mm-hmm. And I checked in and said my HCG was like a four, mm-hmm. which is a chemical pregnancy. Campregs. And then my nurse called me like an hour later and I was like, like before she basically was like, Hey, it's Megan from CFP. And I was like, I checked the portal. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, Oh, I was hoping to get you like before you did that. And I was like, yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. So we'll hear, we haven't talked to DKV. She's been on vacation. She's been on vacay. Dory thinks safari. I think that's probably a pretty good guess. Thanks. Um, yeah. So, back to the drawing board. Yeah. Not to be confused with the charcuterie board. Right. So, yeah. That's where we're at. That didn't work. Those were our last two embryos. Yeah. From the previous round, the jizz. And now, we don't know. We'll talk to DKB and figure it out. Yeah. Whatever there is to figure out. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it kind of feels like the end of the road for at least my eggs. Mm. Um. So interesting that's just kind of like where i'm at with that um and i guess it's just a question of like do we want to try with donor eggs do we want to try a donor embryo do we like what do we want to do i don't know do we want to do anything you know what i mean all good questions these are all the things that we're gonna have to sort of figure out along the way yep so what does the audience think we should do just take a poll and we should just do that (laughs) oh boy just wanted to turn you up a little bit oh thank you you're being so you know appropriately glum serene yeah or sure glum oh um yeah i don't know that's just kind of that's where I'm at. I had I had dinner last night with uh, three three mom pals. You found the three oldest moms and you dinnered with them. I found the three oldest moms in Henry's preschool class. Actually, that's not true. There's there's actually a mom who's older than all of us who we did not have dinner with. Oh, we got to get her in on the crew. But yeah, but anyway, all of us had done or were doing or all of us had done IVF. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the conversation was about. IVF and like various things that people had done and what they were going to do and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it was interesting. Would you say it was like um, doing the podcast, but in real life? <laughs> um, No, because I'm not married to any of them. Right. I guess I mean like they were like listeners submitted questions. Um, you put out the egg signal, they answer. Sure, yeah, and it all happened, like, in one night. In real time? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
no, I mean, it was just, it was like interesting to compare experiences and see where people were mm-hmm. at. And, um, you know, it did seem like, like a couple of the other women had either put in like embryos that weren't great or were going to like yeah. in this, in a similar sort of like, well, we gotta, we gotta try everything. Right. Um, so I like that did make me feel, not that I was feeling like bad about our decision to transfer those embryos, but it was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I am glad that we did it, you know? Yeah. I, we don't have to ask the questions of like, well, what if we had done that? Yeah. We did it. Yeah. We and did, it, did it, not, and it. Didn't work. Didn't go to plan. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And other news we're you know, in prep stages here to travel with Henry again. Yeah. Figured we'd get that 4th of July rush on. <laughs> um, and, but Bo, Bo will be home. So if you were thinking about robbing our house, Bo will rip you from limb to limb. Yeah. Bo and her, and a house sitter. Yeah. But mostly it's Bo you should worry about. Yeah. Also, why would you come rob us? You're listening to the podcast. It's rude. I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know who listens. Also, we don't have a lot anymore. That's true. <laughs> We've pawned everything. <laughs> sold a lot of guitars. Um, but if you're coming by to give me a job, please uh, just leave a note in the mailbox. Swing on by. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've made a. I've made an extensive packing list. I think tomorrow I'm going to get Henry like involved in the packing of his stuff. Uh huh. Because I feel like if I'm, I'm going to say like, okay, bud, we need to pack eight pairs of shorts and then he'll like count out the eight. Yeah. You know, and I think he'll enjoy that. Yeah, I think so too. So. He likes a task of counting. Yeah, he likes a task. And then of course we have to pack his carry on backpack. Right. right. Um, so. I've got to load that thing up. Yeah, you got to load up. Are you going to do iPad or Kindle Fire? iPad. Yeah. All right cool um see how much mickey i can put on there and then go are we taking a travel stroller you know i was thinking about this i am really on the fence yeah because i don't know that we're going to be in that many places that will require a stroller right on the other hand when he gets tired it's nice to have the stroller (laughs) I agree. I agree with all everything you're saying. You know? So, like, on balance, my my gut is saying, is leaning towards taking it. Mm, interesting. What about you? I, you know, it's a two-hander. That's the problem with the stroller, you know? I guess it's one hand. No, you it's can a one. It. You, you can, can fold it, it down hand. in one hand. I've done it many times. No, no, I'm just talking about pushing him. Oh, oh, oh. I think you could do it with one hand. Yeah, but like now with his little rolly bag on top of... I don't know. I don't know. Woof. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't mind waiting for the stroller to come on from the... um, The gate check. The gate check, because we check bags anyway, so it's not like I need to be in a rush to get out. Right. Um... So, that said, I don't know. Yeah. 
it'll be a good test of like if let's take your car to the airport that way we can pack it and figure out exactly what's going to fit in your parents car because they have the same car well except all the other thing that we'll have to make note of is there will be two more people yeah so you know that's true like if we put stuff in the back seat going to the airport there's nothing's gonna fit then i'm not i'm not even kidding right now we won't even be able to fit our bags that thing's so small well we're gonna have to figure it out well that's gonna be part of the fun for tomorrow yep i think that definitely means golf clubs have to stay we'll see yep see what happens out there i'm not dreading it as much as i dreaded the other trip mostly because he's i mean he talks more than he did then even last summer no when we went to november oh. in november oh yeah, yeah yeah totally and he can actually his attention is now held by videos yes and also i think he just has more of an understanding of what we're doing yeah although you know it's still it's a long flight for anybody let alone a child um i think it's important to remember that uh, he'll be confused about time zones Although he and Hillary have been looking at um, like time in different time and weather in different places mm-hmm. and kind of talking about it. And like, so I think that will be interesting to see kind of how, like how he processes that. Yeah. So. I mean, and ultimately, you know, it's less stuff diaper wise. So that's good. And. It's going to be, It's it'll be something. Yeah. TBD. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely less stuff than from when he was like a baby. Like, I remember when we went to Vegas that time, taking like his little tub and like, you know, yeah. like all that stuff. His, I think we brought the, we brought the Brezza. We did. <laughs> like, it was just like, there was so much extra stuff. And now we're getting a little bit closer to there not being quite as much stuff. Um, I'm going to borrow my parents' pack and play. So we don't have to bring that. They'll probably put into the car, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to have to account for that. Mm -hmm. We should just put a dummy pack and play in the car. Okay. Now here, so I can practice the package packing. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. This is not going to go well, guys. Oh, boy. This is really going to be a problem. <laughs> Matt's already panicking. I, I am. I panic about the car, the, the tiny Volvo, the XC40. I panic about it going to the grocery store. <laughs> like, it's like, it's got so little space. I mean, I respectfully disagree, but okay. I've We've packed that thing. I know. And we've had to fill the seat. Yes, I know. I'm aware. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if we could just swing back and pick Henry up again. Leave him with a couple bags at the airport. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then we'll come back for him. Okay. Great. Great that'll idea. Be good. I think that'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Glad we worked that out. Look out, Logan Airport. <laughs> um... Knock on wood that everything goes smoothly this time. 
I mean, and our travel woes are over. I think I said this on Forever 35, but like what happened last summer was so insane that, you know, you're just sort of like, well, it couldn't be worse than that. But I, then that's like jinxing it because. Oh, it could be. It could be. Very, very much so. Um, but last summer was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I slipped on Henry's puke. Yeah. Who hasn't slipped on Henry's puke these days, you know? I mean, have you? During our uh, <laughs> during our unplanned four hour layover, five hour layover. You know what I fr- you know what I forgot I had actually forgotten about until I read it in my one line a day journal yesterday was when I fell, I really hurt my knee. Yes, you did, and it like wasn't right for quite some time. <laughs> mm. <sighs> All right. Okay. That's the fun of Henry. Yep. Um. Should we let people know that next week might be a rerun? I'm told next week might be a rerun. Thank yeah. you for listening. Um, we haven't quite decided yet, but there's a chance that it will be a rerun. So just wanted to let everyone know that. I will be bringing my podcast equipment to the East Coast so I can record Star Trek with Andy. I will not because Kate and I banked we can't bank episodes. So many episodes. Because Strange New World isn't out yet. I wasn't saying that you should bank. I was just explaining why I, feel I was like not. you're rubbing it in. No, 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 no. I was just explaining why I am not bringing podcast equipment. Yes, but we own the same podcast shh, equipment. Shh, 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 shh. Anyway. Okay. So that's what's going on over there. Yeah. Um, before we take a break, just a reminder that you can email us at Matt and Dory at Gmail or Dory Matt at Gmail. You can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. That's true, too. And now, oh, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure, where you get all the early news. Yeah, I mean, would you like to have known about the beta, like, the Five day days after ago? Us? <laughs> yeah. Pretty exciting. Find out the way my mother found out. Oh, yeah. Forgot to text her. Whoops. Anyway, we'll see you soon, Mom. All right, bye. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we've returned and it's time to dig in to what the folks out there, what's vibing out there? What's happening? Well, our first... Our first email is an update. Okay. From Anonymous, who writes, I wrote in a year and a half ago asking you to send out the P-Prom slash premature birth signal, and I wanted to share an update. I actually just re-listened to the episode where you shared some listener responses to my original letter, and I remembered how much those stories about resources gave me hope during a really tough time. After being born at 26 weeks, my daughter spent three and a half months in the NICU and came home a couple weeks after her due date. It was a complete roller coaster, just like one of your listeners said it would be, and the hardest thing my husband and I have ever gone through. But since coming home, my daughter has been doing great. She's now a healthy 19-month-old, and it's crazy to think about how tiny and fragile she was when she was born at only two pounds. From IVF to neonatal care, so many medical advances have brought this awesome little person into existence and allowed her to thrive. She's a science baby through and through. Thanks for putting your podcast out into the world, and thank you for continuing to be such an amazing and relatable resource. I came for the IVF content and stayed for the banter and adorable toddler slash doggo updates. It's from Anonymous in San Francisco. Only one hot dog so far this year, and TV dimensions unknown. TV dimensions unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for uh, the update. It's wild. Yeah. 19 months old now. Three and a half months in the NICU. That is a long ass time. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that everything worked out. Me too. Um. Well, Matt, do you want to read this next email from no, Crystal? No, but I will. Oh, I okay. Kidding. Wow. Happy to do it. Uh, this is from Crystal. 
Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, Bo, longtime listeners, first time writer. Started listening after I heard you on an episode, all on an episode of Committed. Instantly recognized Matt's name because my husband is a huge Nerdist fan, and we both loved At Midnight. Well, thank you. I had fun on both those things. So glad we got to know you through the podcast, and I absolutely loved your memoir as I, too, am a late bloomer. I just had my first child in January, a science baby, two weeks before my 42nd birthday. That's when I had Henry. Seems to be like everybody's prime, you know? People listen to this anyway. <laughs> Can't write to reach my prime. Oh. At 42. Yeah. Uh, first, let me say I've been hoping with all my heart that Dory's transfer worked. It didn't, okay? <laughs> uh, the beta can be number is excruciating. Hopefully, just knowing either way, we'll give you some peace. Uh, that's very sweet of you to hope that we have a sibling for Henry and Bo. I'm writing because I want to know if any of the eggheads have any experience with placenta accreta yes that's when the placenta does not release from the universe after birth like it's uterus what did i say universe no wild (laughs) well i guess it is its own universe you know (laughs) as far as the kid knows that's its only that's true doesn't know anything outside those borders uh after birth like it's supposed to and uh, can cause hemorrhaging this happened to me when i gave birth in january my first child it was completely unexpected Often they can diagnose it during pregnancy by ultrasound and can have plans set to minimize any bleeding by doing a C-section and hysterectomy. Unfortunately, the nuclear option to remove everything that can bleed is the best only option for treatment. Thankfully, I was able to avoid that, but probably wouldn't have if they could have diagnosed it on the ultrasounds. For me, it was a pretty scary situation, especially for my husband who witnessed everything. But I had to have my placenta manually and forcibly. Uh, sorry, I completely lost the space. There we go. Removed by an OB after my midwife tried to for close to an hour. Oof. I'm sorry, your midwife was up there. What's happening? Okay, lost two and a half liters of blood in about twenty minutes. Oh my god! Started to get a little worried when they brought in a crash cart and were calling for an OR took about a month before i felt like myself again let's see that's actually i would say relatively quick so sad that i didn't get to have the beautiful birth i wanted side note my daughter had to be rushed to the uh, nicu after she was born due to aspirating and swallowing meconium yeah that's her own poop sure uh so we didn't get the golden hour how does this have anything to do with ivf you ask according to the ob and info i've read since there's a higher incident of accreta in women who get pregnant via IVF, possibly due to the RE nestling the embryo deep in the uterine linings. We made thick and pillowy with meds. Wow. Whew. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Some thoughts about that study. Uh, my question for listeners is this. Has anyone had this occur during their first pregnancy and then went on to have a second pregnancy without Akrita. The OB who saw me for a follow-up care said it was unlikely that this would happen to me a second time. She said it's about a 1% chance. However, my midwife who was in the same office with the OB gave me a study that said it was about a 30% chance of reoccurrence. Hmm. (laughs) Guys, get on the same page here. Uh, I've done so much research by joining Facebook uh, a support group for pregnant people with a Creta, in Creta, per Creta, 
and it seems that the reoccurrence rate is much higher and the accreta is usually worse the second time. Ooh. Also read a lot of information on the website for the National Creta Foundation that it too seems to say there's a high chance it could happen again. I would love to have a second child, but I don't want to leave my husband a single father and uh, my daughter possibly a second child without a mother. I have an appointment coming up with another OB. She referred me to a specialist professional to get a professional opinion. I'm so, how is your OB not a professional opinion? Am I simply looking for anecdotal stories after this experience as it relates to subsequent pregnancies after having placenta accreta? Thank you both for all you do. Love the pod. Keeps it going during five long years and six full IVF cycles trying to get the baby through infertility. It also helped my husband understand my experience by listening to others. Please keep the pod going as it's giving you joy. You really do help a lot of people every week. All the best. Crystal, Louisville, Kentucky birthplace chris hardwick <laughs> uh locals pronounce it lulville uh like when you're drunk on bourbon stats 2400 square feet one husband science baby one super sweet 16 year old pit bull mix named bailey costco hot dog had while pregnant definitely would love more uh soon and i think this may be a record thus far on the show an obnoxiously large 82 nice 82 inch qled tv in our basement I wanted a projector, but hubby wanted a crisper picture and a better response rate for gaming. That sounds like my kind of fan. I was going to say, I feel like these are your people. Uh, wow. There's a lot there. I would say, I mean, obviously I know nothing about any of it because I'm me. But... This... This... this sentence here i've done some research by joining a facebook support group (laughs) let's discuss research and what research actually is that is as you as you did uh, hint upon in a later sentence because i know you're hip and with it anecdotal that's no there's no real science to that to joining a facebook group where people have already had it (laughs) I mean, but it is it is anecdata, and it is interesting that her OB is telling her 1% chance, the midwife is telling her 30%, and then the National Accreta Foundation is also saying there's a high chance it could happen again. Like, it does seem like it's sort of all over the map. I, I guess I would consult, like, a high-risk OB, like an MFM, as they say, maternal and fetal medicine person. Mm. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, I mean, we ask questions like she's here, so forget it. <laughs> I was going to say, was it like a, pl- a scheduled C-section or did they did you try to start for natural and then you started bleeding and then they had to do the C-section? Did they do a C-section? A lot of questions. That's a lot of blood to lose in 20 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. Glad you're healthy and with us and glad your uh, kid is here to make travel a living nightmare. So, yes, the placenta accreta signal has gone out. Please write in with your anecdata and we will discuss it more on the pod. Yeah. So, anyone, this is, doesn't count as research either. Okay, everybody listening to us. Yeah. 
All right, this is from Gigi. Long-time listener, first-time writer. I'm writing in the day before we are scheduled to have a video call with our RE. We did one retrieval and transfer last year due to at least male factor infertility. I'm convinced more problems exist, but was written off. 21 eggs, only one fertilized, and it didn't take at transfer. Sending out the egg signal for anyone who has cysts baseline. My first attempts at retrievals were canceled because I had cysts. Once meds were actually started for my retrieval, it was canceled. Estrogen levels too high due to being put on med dosages that were too high. My second retrieval was successful, but had to take additional medication to prevent uh, OHSS, which is ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. Sending out the egg signal for people who have cysts pretty much all the time. I've never been given diagnosis of PCOS as my periods are regular and my weight is considered within normal limits, but I had tons of follicles and hyper responded to medication. Honestly, not sure if we will do another round. Can't do the same thing and expect different results. Currently have a lovely eight-year-old foster daughter. Adoption was always in the plan, even before infertility, but would selfishly like the experience of an infant. Rocking 790 square feet, one husband, two dogs, one eight-year-old in Georgia. Lots of hot dogs, maybe one weekly, trying nice. to do the Applegate brand as they're Whole30 certified. Sure. Makes me feel healthy-ish. Who are these people who don't eat hot dogs? And sorry, <laughs> Matt, I have zero clue the dimensions of our one TV. Thanks, Gigi in Georgia. Uh, apology accepted. Um, this This kind of screams get a second opinion to me. I mean, doesn't everything? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's interesting. Like, you're very responsive to the meds. So. Yeah, but the fact that only, not just one, it wasn't even like one made it to blastocyst, which also wouldn't be like a great outcome, but only one fertilized. Mm. It makes me think your eggs were overcooked or undercooked. I bet overcooked. I bet over because of the hyper Because of the, yeah, I bet over. Again, we're not doctors. But I bet, I don't know. It seems like either if you reduce the meds or you and or did the retrieval like a day earlier, like maybe you would have better results. But again, we're not doctors. We're just people who have been doing yeah, the podcast. Yeah, but it does sound like you need to go on a different protocol, obviously. Yeah, totally. Um, well, keep us posted. Let us know what your RE said in that video call. All right. Uh, Sierra writes, I started listening years ago when my spouse and I first started on our infertility quest, trying out quest since I'm feeling like I overused journey, took a break after a successful pregnancy and rough birth. We are getting ready to start our next FET, sending out the egg signal. Anyone know of clinics in the Midwest that do natural cycle FET? I had preeclampsia and I've read that the rate between hormone replacement FET and natural slash low hormone FET for preeclampsia is pretty stark. Statistically significant differences. Would really like to avoid the hellish preeclampsia and IV magnesium again. The clinics in our area won't, even the ones with their own labs. Square footage, you don't want to know. The trade-off to the vile Midwest. Wow, those are strong words. Well. Is the square footage. You're not wrong. Thanks, Sierra. I mean, it actually just depends on which part you're in. Um, wow, that is Midwest slander. Look, I didn't, I didn't start it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the signal has gone out for any, anyone know of any clinics in the Midwest that do natural FET? I have no, I have no feedback on is this. Is that like the trade-off for playing in the Live Golf League? <laughs> it's like, I don't agree with anything here, but, uh, get paid every week. So that's the trade-off. 
I mean, kind of. It's kind of like we could afford to buy a house in a place that we might not want to live. Mm. Then is it really buying a house? Mm. Good question. (sighs) All right. Anonymous writes, I'm a week behind in the podcast. So this email is about the 34-year-old who emailed about freezing her eggs. I just turned 30. And this has made me wonder at what age I should consider freezing my eggs. The financial commitment would be quite a lot, and I'm actively on the dating app scene, so it feels quite possible I will find a partner to have kids with in the next few years when my eggs are still presumably healthy. So perhaps the question is, how old is the oldest age you think it makes sense to consider freezing my eggs? Loved hearing about Matt and Henry's matching Father's Day shirts and briefly got sad that one day Henry will be too old to want to wear a matching shirt with Matt. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, (laughs) that happens to the best of us. Um, best anonymous. I ate a Costco hot dog recently. Was distraught to see that they didn't have chopped onions anymore as a topping option. Have whoa, other whoa, people what? been experiencing this? That's crazy. Maybe it was like just an off day. You yeah, know what I mean? Although you know, it's it's supply chain and all. Yeah. You know, um, Costco still charges a dollar fifty for their hot dog. Maybe like the only place we can save money is not giving onions. Yeah. It's true. I mean, next thing you know, they'll say, like, no ketchup, no mustard. Look, it's a loss leader. It gets people in the door, just like they're chickens. Yep. A 32-inch TV in a small living room. A guest once said, maybe as a compliment, that it was refreshing to see a TV that was actually appropriate for the size of the room it was in. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, I mean... I would just, like, I mean, honestly, I would just do it now. Whoa, what? Didn't expect that coming out of your head. Freezing her eggs? Yeah, right now. Yeah, why not? She's 30. Yeah, I know. And on a dating app. Okay. As long as she tells uh, the people in the app, looking to settle down within a few years and have kids, she's probably free and clear. I mean, but, like, why not just, I guess it's like, if you have the money and you have the time, I say, why not just do it? Because you're, you're, you'll never have as many eggs as you do right now. Yes, um, it's a big financial burden. Though. It is, it is. So, and I don't want to, you know, discount that. In terms of, well, we'd love to discount it. We'd love to give you a discount. What's the? Rate, but we can't. What's the? I don't know what the oldest age would be. I mean, it's also kind of like individual dependent. Like if you have diminished ovarian reserve, you don't want to wait till you're like 37 to do it. But if you do not, then that might be a different situation. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's all very dependent on on other factors. All right, we're going to read one more email and then we're going to take a short break. Okay, this is from anonymous seeking commiseration or insights from you and the listener community. I have a two year old and did not need to do fertility treatments to have him. I had a miscarriage before having him, but in the grand scheme of things, I had an easy road to having a child. Despite this, I always have really complicated feelings when friends or family members announce pregnancies. I feel jealous, even though I have a kid and don't feel ready to have a second yet. Sometimes I wonder if I feel jealous because other people seem more ready to have a second before I do. I found the first year of parenthood really hard, high pandemic, and going back to the sleep deprivation scares me. I've been trying to just feel the feelings and not judge myself, but it's hard. Thanks for any thoughts on why this hasn't gotten any easier. Is this normal? Thanks. Anonymous in 2,000 square feet outside D.C. Had a lot of hot dogs this month while visiting in-laws and TVs. We have one, and it looks big to me. (laughs) Uh, What's your armchair psychologist review here, honey? I think she nailed it. 
I think I think it's the jealousy that other people seem more ready to have a second before you do. I see. I think that's what is what is going on here. And that you feel like, you know, it brings up all these all these feelings for you of like, why don't I feel ready? What's wrong with me? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And the answer is nothing's wrong with you. And like, these are normal feelings. And also your kids too. You're groggy still. Yeah, totally. So cut yourself some slack is what I say. All right. We are going to take the aforementioned break and we will be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we're back. Hello. Hello. I believe we have some people in audio form. Yes. Uh, here we go. Hi, my name is Ashley. I just wanted to call in about when to tell your three-year-old um, that you're pregnant. So I um, had two stillbirths in a row. And so when I was pregnant again, I was really, really reticent to tell anybody. Like, I didn't tell my parents until I was 20 weeks. And I actually didn't tell, I had a um, seven-year-old and a three-year-old at the time, and I didn't tell my seven-year-old until I was 24 weeks. He thought I was just eating a lot of burritos, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but my three-year-old was, like, very active and very wild and would jump on my stomach all the time. So I had to tell him. And I feel like three-year-olds just, like, make stuff up all the time. So if he would have told anybody, nobody would have believed him. I mean, I have a four-year-old now who just says the craziest things because that pregnancy did end up in a baby happily. Um, but yeah, I guess like I wouldn't worry too much about them telling somebody because they say like the amount of things that make no sense that they say is really high at that age. Um, and also it's important to be able to protect the baby. If you have a really wild child who likes to karate chop you in the uterus or put their entire weight on you. Um, so I had to tell him not to do that because there was a baby and he never told his big brother or if he did, his big brother ignored him. Um, so that was my two cents with that. So. Good luck. I hope your beta went well, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you guys. And, oh, I live in 2,000 <laughs> square feet in Pittsburgh. I don't eat hot dogs because I'm a vegetarian, and we have a measly 40-inch Roku. Sorry, Matt. Um, so nothing that I do counts. Correct. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye. Uh, I love people apologizing for the size of their televisions. It's pretty funny. Um, okay. Thank you for that voicemail, for sharing your experience. And I'm sorry about two stillbirths. My God. It's incredible. Also, I'm not sorry that your three-year-old thought you were eating a lot of burritos. That's funny. Yeah, that is funny. Um, okay. Julia writes, I had to pause the pod to write in about sleep after turning three. I wrote in about a month ago about how my toddler's sleep fell apart after she turned three. The three-year sleep regression 
The three-year regression is definitely a thing. There's a lot of brain development at that age, and most kids' sleep needs start to change. My daughter's sleep is still not perfect, but she is back to sleeping through the night 90% of the time. My advice for the writer, definitely go ahead and move to the toddler bed. No point in re-sleep training now just to have to do it again soon when he's inevitably climbing out of the crib. No course to recommend. Just get them excited about the bed. Make sure the entire room is totally safe. You want to think of the room as a giant crib. Drop the nap. This helped so much with bedtime for us. On days that she does nap at preschool, she's up super late, so the nap really interferes with bedtime. Encourage independent play when he can't sleep. My theory is you can't actually force a person to sleep, but I can discourage her from bothering me when she wakes. I let her have access to non-stimulating toys like books and dolls and hope for the best. I personally go in once if she calls me overnight. I look disheveled and grumpy, so she gets the message that I'm not going to be a fun visitor. I tell her it is still the middle of the night and her body needs more rest and ask what she needs. Usually it is to tell me that she saw a shadow or an ant. There is no ant. Or that her baby doll needs her diaper fixed. Completely ignoring her doesn't work for us because I have a one-year-old sleeping across the hall. Mm. It's rough, and every morning that I wake up tired, I calculate how many years of this may be left. (laughs) Wishing the writer lots of luck and hoping for good news from your blood test this week. Thank you for the pod and the adorable interviews with Henry. That was from Julia, who has had four hot dogs in 2022 and one 47-inch tea. V. I mean, Henry was up till nine last night in his crib yapping. He did call me in probably 15 minutes after I'd put him to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to him through the thing. He said he needed the Red Sox book. The Goodnight Red Sox yeah, book? Yeah, and I was like, bud, we put that in your crib. And he's like, where is it? And I'm like, it's in your crib. I will go show you right now. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, yeah, but he was, yeah, he was up till nine. He happened to himself. He was very tired today. Well, he also woke up very early. Yeah. So. And now I think with his nap, he's going to be very energized and do the nine o'clock thing again. Well. That's just me thinking that personally as a person who has a three-year-old mm-hmm. and observes their you know behaviors uh, obsessively because that's all i have to look at it's like what's henry doing he's the most interesting person in my life wow all right wouldn't you agree that henry's more interesting than either of us yeah well just because like he's changing so much all the time um all right we're gonna hear another voicemail about sleep hi matt dory henry and Bo. Long, long time listener, first time caller. Um, I had to stop the pod about the three-year-old sleep regression. I have a three and a half mo- uh, year old science baby. I guess not a baby anymore, but um, and he is in a toddler bed instead of a crib. Um, but I would wonder if um, you have asked them, you know, the toddler, just you know, why are they crying? Um, we often think of kids as being, you know, little, but they are adults, uh, little adults kind of at this point. And um, so we went through a lot of this with our son, and we just asked him why, you know, why are you crying? And a lot of times it was weird things that we hadn't thought about, and that's what was kind of keeping him up and why he couldn't go to sleep. One of them was the smoke detector. He didn't like the light on it. And so we actually taped over the light so he couldn't see that. And then one of them was, like, his tent in his room was making weird shadows. So we ended up putting 
a blanket over that. And then we finally realized that he needed a flashlight. And so he felt comfortable, you know, if something were to go wrong um, or something was scary, he could turn his own flashlight on during the middle of the night. And sometimes I've gone in there in the morning and it's still on. Um, so maybe just talk to him about, you know, why why doesn't why don't you want to go to sleep? Is there something wrong? Is there something you don't like about your bed um, or your bedroom? And and maybe that'll help kind of better understand why he is uh, avoiding bedtime or screaming a lot. Um, because we really um, understood that our son was kind of scared of the dark, and that's what he was screaming about every night and why he didn't really want to go to bed. So we were able to put some things in place um, to get around that. So hopefully that helps, and hopefully he starts sleeping well again. Um, I'm in Houston, Texas. We have about 2,700 square feet. Um, mm. No hot dogs this year. A lot of cocktail weenies. Um, my kids mm. love those, but I know those don't count. Um, we've got two adults, two science babies, and a dog. Um, thanks, and talk to you all soon. Bye. I guess you're like, a lot of debutante balls. Hmm. Um, well, thank you for that as well. Um, we got we got quite a few responses about toddler sleep. Um, Triggered a lot of people through their post-traumatic stress. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, all right. On a totally different note, we are going to hear a, a voicemail again about something completely different. Here we go. Hey, Matt and Dory. Had a few things I wanted to chime in about. First of all, American Girl Dolls. So I'm 40 now, right in between your ages and uh, or whatever, close enough. And the kids, I I wasn't into it, but the kids I babysat for. So we're talking like mid-90s. They all had them. But I remember, you know, it's like uh, $100 plus a doll, and then you had to just keep buying the clothes. And then I remember reading a lot of the books to the kids and stuff like that. So it seems like a mid-90s thing, and either you were hmm. in on the affluence or you weren't because those <laughs> things were freaking expensive. Um, also, just wanted to comment on the square footage. I've got a theory. If your house is, like, over let's say like 2,100 square feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you may not know how big your house is, but anything under that, oh, you're counting every foot, baby. You know, <laughs> you know how big it is. How big is your house? I forget. Anyways, um, oh, and also had an idea for Matt. What if you took your Star, Star Trek mm -hmm. podcast live shows made live shows and stuff that seems to be i mean a happening thing it is so a lot of podcasters these lots days. of podcasters are going get on it touring. anyways love you guys keep doing it keep rocking all right bye thank you oh and oh. my son eats a ton of hot dogs um i have 1800 square feet to the penny and uh yeah bye <laughs> Thank you for the idea. Thank you for your observation about square footage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I appreciate everything about you. <laughs> Anything you want to share about live shows? Um, we've discussed doing some. I'd like to do some. Uh, part of me is just like, I have no idea how to do them. 
Meaning like setting it up, etc. All right. The tour manager. Um. Okay. We also got some people writing in about Fresca. I think people forget I'm a one man band. Mm. It's not like I'm on a network. Yeah. It's not like I have any ad sales. It's not like I, you know what I mean? It's just me and Andy and a server and I handle all that other stuff. Right. So, anyway. You said something. I said we got some feedback about Fresca. I see. Okay. Um, Kate writes to say, Matt, I recognize that aspects of my now home state seem like a foreign country or not. Maybe this is just America and I've been deluded. Thanks for the disillusionment, SCOTUS. But I'm happy to report that our Publix in Montgomery, Alabama, keeps Fresca in stock, you know, as supply chains allow. But how many flavors of Fresca, okay? If y'all ever make it this way, I'll be sure to stock the fridge with Sprite Zero and Fresca. We rarely make national headlines for the good stuff, but Montgomery really is better than you'd think and for more than the Fresca. Sending love from the blue belt of Alabama in 2,500 square feet with two adults, one nine-month-old, two cats, no Matt-approved hot dogs, two 32-inch bedroom TVs, and a 42-inch, I think, in the living room. Yet another Kate. And she signed it, yet another Kate. Uh, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, Fresca, there's just the regular Fresca, but everywhere else they have, like, so many flavors. Well, our... Our final email references this. This is from our pal, Julia Schulenberg. Okay. I absolutely love Fresca. It's the only soda I drink. My favorite flavor huh. was their peach citrus flavor, and they sadly no longer make it right now due to the aluminum can shortage and major production issues that all companies are dealing with, though it is the Coca-Cola company, so I would have hoped I could have specialty ordered it from them, but alas, to no avail. Interesting. I love the peach citrus flavor so much that I've put out multiple requests to friends that if they see it, please buy it and ship it to me. I will cover the cost, but sadly it is gone everywhere. I'm hoping one day it will be back in stores. I can easily find the original grapefruit citrus flavor in stores. Mm -hmm. So if it's something you're interested in, I would be checking the soda aisle. They're not at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods because they do not sell it. Correct. Best. Julia Schulenberg. Thank you, Julia. Julia, I appreciate that. Fresca update. Um, all right, we have one last voicemail to play. Uh, fresh update. Thank you. Uh, Matt, when you were talking about peeing everywhere with Henry, you said everywhere is a golf course. What does that mean? Does that mean like guys just urinate mm-hmm. while they golf, whenever mm-hmm. they have to pee? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Also, side note, my cousin was conceived I personally on don't. the eighth hole of a golf course. Well, that's and lovely. My aunt and uncle still brag about that to this day. So interesting brag. What's happening on on golf course? It's mayhem. All right, no hot dogs. Uh, bye. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't generally don't pee on golf courses. Uh, personally, they have bathrooms usually at the turnaround. A couple, some scattered throughout. You know, various holes. There's like nice restrooms. Um. But yeah, I've played with a lot of guys who will just decide that they need to go and will find the nearest tree slash bush and go. Dory's father was among them. Wow. So that's what I meant when I said that. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Uh, Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you to everyone for listening. A special thanks to our Patreon supporters who keep us going, truly. 
Literally. And figuratively. <laughs> spiritually, mentally. Um, and you can become one of those wonderful people at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. You get one bonus episode for $5 per month, two for $10. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you also get your name read on the podcast each month. So thank you to the following mm-hmm. supporters. Ava N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Bell. Alex Liu. Alicia. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Angie James. Ann Fluker. Ann Kay. Anna Ratliff. One, two, three, four, five, six anonymous. April Hullwerda. Ariana Perry. Ariel. Uh, Ashley Cicely Lee. Aubrey Joannes. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Bailey. Becca Foster. Bethany Whipperman. Bianca Loria. Brianne Hudson. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. CJ. Carly Moore. Carol Balala McNamara. Carolyn Crampton. Caroline Land. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Cicely Templeton. Chinami Worth. Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Cynthia Meisner. Danielle Nutriforo. Danely Arell. Dawn. Deanna McLean. Diana Robinson. Diana Martin. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Goodingham. Elena Palling. And Eleanor Powell. Wow. Thank you all very, very much. You are the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's episode, mm. which will probably be a rerun of something great. All right. I was thinking about rerunning the post-Henry episode, like post-having Henry. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Bye. Bye.